0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and coverage match limited by state law
1: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog We make fresh food for dogs We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog Jada When she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs It's better for them and easier for you Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Time now for
2: the Off Day Podcast with Andy Hart and Chris Scheim on weei.com back for another off day podcast this is not what i would term an emergency podcast because if it were we would have held it a couple days ago but it is in reaction to some news in patriot nation but i think the fact that we didn't actually do an emergency podcast would tell you to some degree where we where we fall in reaction to the patriots reported i'll still say reported because it hasn't been announced yet (laughs) trade for dolphins wide receiver Devontae parker by reports patriots are sending a third round pick in 2023 to miami getting parker and a fifth round pick in return this is a guy that once upon a time was a 70 catch 1200 yard receiver and i do mean once upon a time because it was only one year in his career 2019 certainly has some size certainly has some ability former first round pick out of louisville who has battled injuries, a variety of injuries over his career, both soft tissue, hamstring type, shoulder injuries. Uh, that 1,200-yard that season was his only full season in the National Football League. Uh, has had a couple hundred-yard games against the Patriots. I think fans will probably remember uh, his work against Stefan Gilmore in the finale a couple years ago, in which he kind of slapped around the Defensive Player of the Year. Sure did. So, we've been targeting wide receiver this offseason. Clearly, the Patriots have... By the way, I'm Andy Hart. Chris Schein is the other voice here. Hi. If if you're new to the family, which we hope you are, because we want to continue to grow the off-day podcast brand. Welcome aboard. Welcome. Tell a friend. Come back every week. Whatever. Um, We've been talking about wide receivers. They need to add talent to the wide receiver depth chart. They need an outside wide receiver. Maybe they need a true number one go-to guy. They've been dabbling, apparently, in various... Uh, markets this offseason trade considerations free agency considerations seemingly going I don't know if I want to use this word but I'm gonna use this word on the cheap uh, trying to add to the position I think I was watching first take actually this morning with Dan Graziano and he said the Patriots have tried to go cheap at wide receiver and they got value in this trade so Chris Scheim Patriots added Devontae Parker first question you like it second question did they add a number one receiver uh, No and no, right off the bat. <laughs> I'm going to keep with the theme
0: the last few weeks, uh, shine being negative once again, very predictable, I am aware. But again, don't like it. Uh, they did not get a number one receiver. Wiggy was saying today 1B on the Greg Hill Show. I don't even think I'd go that far. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that he's a top 64 receiver, which means he's not a number two receiver. Like, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I I, 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 shh, I I don't like this at all. I would Why? rather have kept the third round because this indicates, most first and foremost, the biggest reason I am against this is because you now have six, let me count them for you, six guys on the active roster for the New England Patriots at receiver, which means Bill Belichick is not going to draft a wide receiver at number with his number one overall pick because they are not going to carry seven guys into the season at that position. Like, Can I uh, cut could, one immediately? Could yeah, could one get cut? Sure.
2: Nikhil Harry, Bob.
0: But if if they were gonna cut Nikhil Harry or trade him, they would have done
2: it already. Oh, Bec- I don't know about that. I don't whoa. Well, I don't know about that. A value on both sides could warrant waiting. Because if you are looking for a team to overpay for him, maybe you hope somebody gets desperate, blows out a knee. Ugh, I don't really love Nikhil Harry, but we need to add a body at receiver. Could increase his value. Also on your end, what if, you know, Nelson Aguilar and Devontae Parker both blow out their ACLs in May OTAs? You don't love Nikhil, Harry, but at least he knows your system and he stays. So I, I wouldn't read too much into the timing, but proceed.
0: For Yeah, if, sure. Could he be cut? Theoretically, yes. But for a team that's been very stingy this offseason, that's uh, $2 million in dead cap money that goes right out the door. So... You know, And on top of that, Devontae Parker, now $5 million. Um, so to me, this indicates, ultimately, you have too many receivers at this point. There's no way Belichick goes with a receiver at number one. So in my mind, best case scenario, you're drafting a cornerback. And most likely scenario, you're drafting an effing guard at 21. Sorry. And I am going to punch my computer monitor. Like, I I, just—that's the biggest reason I am against this trade. Uh, I think you can find Devontae Parker in the third round. I would have rather just kept the third-round pick and called it square. You're going to get a conditional third-round pick for J.C. Jackson next year. I get it. So it gets replaced, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather have both those picks than Devontae Parker. Thank you very much.
2: So, just to be clear— I like to call them fourth round picks that you get for JC Jackson. Basically, it, yeah, because they're at the, after 96 picks in the draft, you will get it. Exactly. The best it can be is 97, so that's a fourth round pick in a 32 team league, in my opinion. Yep. Other people like to call them threes, um, including the NFL, including Bill Belichick. So I don't hate the trade for a team that has been, um, I don't even know what, again, cheap or just value based or stingy, frugal, stingy in its pursuit to add talent at the wide receiver depth chart for the price you paid both in terms of two years at just over five and a half million, I think per year, which in the uh, ballooning wide receiver market is good value, right? I mean, that's a, you have a starting caliber wide receiver, whether he's top 32 or not in a league where most teams start three wide receivers, Devonte Parker with a 1200 yard season on his resume, many, many 40 yard, 40 catch seasons. He's probably a starting caliber receiver. So, you're you're swinging for the upside. Now I I do want to say like he's more of a possession receiver, which he's, is
0: be- it seems to be Belichick's kryptonite because that's the whole reason they went and got Nikhil Harry too, right? Uh, he can win at the catch point. He's a yep. contested catch guy, possession receiver. I I don't know if Bill's paying attention. Those aren't necessarily the guys that are succeeding right now in the NFL.
2: Right, but I will say I could talk myself into. He's as good or better than Brandon LaFell was for this team a few years back. And you won a Super Bowl in part because Brandon LaFell was on your team and was, I think he was like 900-plus yard receiver. Yeah, he had a great great year. There's a major difference there, though. What's that? No Tom Brady. Okay, relax. Why does everybody <laughs> throw in the no Tom Brady thing? But it's just like you can't talk Patriots without somebody saying, "You know, Tom Brady, not the quarterback anymore." Mac,
0: I'm just it, it, this is not a criticism of Mac Jones. It's simply a, a speculation on his game. So let me for just you know say that right off the bat here. Uh, this is not the kind of receiver that benefits Mac Jones. I
2: well, think you can agree with me on that um, because I don't know that it benefits him. But I, I, it does not play I, to his strength. Let he me can say it use that. Way. Him. I think he can use him. It, we used to call Brandon LaFell the drive starter because there was many a drive where Brady would throw a little twelve yard out first down. The chains are moving. We started the drive. We're nearing midfield. We're feeling good. And I don't, I don't. Rem- if he can, first of all, he needs to stay healthy, Devonta Parker. Yep. Like there's certainly the possibility he plays like eleven games, and you're like, well, that doesn't feel great. Like he missed these. He was limited in others. But I also would say, I don't remove the fact that. He could run it out, move the chains. He could run a little back shoulder fade down the sideline for Mac Jones and his accurate throws, and move the chains and make some plays. And I just think he gives you—he's a top. Am, am I wrong to say he's top at the very least? He's top three on their depth chart.
0: Oh right? yeah, I mean it's it's either him, Born or Jacobi, Myers, Myers, and him. 0. Yes, I, I I agree with that. Yes, but at the same time, this is a guy who and a catch percentage is a very. Um, a uh, flimsy number because it also depends on who's throwing the football to him. I understand that. Yep. But this is also a guy who has only caught sixty percent of his passes m- twice in his now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven year career. Uh, Jacoby Myers has done that three years in a row. So, yes. like it, Jacoby Myers to me is a better definition of possession receiver than Devontae Parker. Parker to me is a deep ball contested catch guy. But he's it, also more
2: physically gifted.
0: Yeah, sure, that's true. If you're talking,
2: you know, but size, speed, Andy, are you familiar strength. with
0: the tremendous 2000s movie um, Mean Girls? Yes. Uh, Devontae Parker is fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Because <laughs> every analyst and every fantasy guy, I being one of them in the past, have loved Devontae Parker. And then you get excited because that 2019 season happens, and then it's just more of the same. Injury, not on the field, relatively inconsistent whatever,
2: okay, so i I think that's fair the only my only argument is, and maybe too many years sitting in the front row at Bill Belichick's press conferences and just like you added a top fifty three football player for a relatively limited amount of money now, I do want to get into your top second... fifty
0: three on your roster, right you yeah mean? yeah yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, like he, I think he made your team better. Yep. like the guy when, who bumps when, off the roster, he's better than
0: yeah. When in certain situations, that third round pick would not be on the roster. Yeah, I get it.
2: But uh, certainly for this team, if it was like a linebacker or a defensive end or some of the things they've drafted in the middle of the draft in recent years yep. that have just disappeared and, and gone away, Bubba, offensive lineman. I mean, tight end. I can actually lots of positions they drafted somewhere in the range of the third round have been useless over the years. Yeah, they kind of so,
0: stunk in the third round lately, huh?
2: Yes. So. Okay, so you added a top 53 football player. I'll just call him that. Yep, agreed. And I, I, I don't like the, the tone you brought up about the draft, I think is interesting. Because um, I am really watching all these mock drafts. Again, mock drafts, not worth the screen you read them on. I'm not going to say paper they're written on because nobody prints them anymore. You read them on your phone. That's why it's
0: listening. weird we call people writers, but continue. Right,
2: yeah, there's no writing involved. We Type are screen. Well, actually, a lot of people are now going by like, content provider or whatever. Oh, I like that. Content creator. I'm a Content fan of creator. That. I'm one of those. I'm a content creator. Yes, you so, are. So
0: A tremendous one at that.
2: A lot of mock draft. I don't know about that. There would probably be pushback <laughs> on a lot of areas. Um, Take the compliment, Ian. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. Uh, this, like, Jameson Williams... A lot of picks going in the 20s, going to the Packers, the Chiefs, like the Bills, the, like in a lot of mock drafts. Now, don't get me wrong. Not all of them. There's also a lot of mock drafts where he's going before the Patriots even get to pick at 21. Yep. Um, But if this influences that in a negative sense and they're like, well, we got Parker, so we're, we're going to pass on Jameson Williams. We'll go with Zion Johnson. If that happens, oh. hate the trade or My or stick with me here. You took a veteran receiver with upside okay. at a relatively low cost for two years, who could be your bridge too. Yeah, Jamison Williams. So that's that's
0: sure positive. Oh, that's, Andy here, that's, that's How a you positive like me spin, now
2: positive spin to it. Good job by
0: you. Um, there are one, two. Hey, Francesa, you're doing a lot of counting. On three this other receivers after Jamison Williams. That I'd love to have on the team, and like where Jamison Williams is projected, that I would love to have on the team rather than Devontae Parker. I won't, spoil, I won't, I won't, I won't t- go into depth about them, but I would rather have Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, or David Bell out of Purdue than Devontae Parker.
2: Okay, we can get into that debate when we get into the uh, prospect podcast. Later yeah, in the well, week we can we get into target. those guys
0: later in the week, but I, I think ultimately, too, like part, a lot of it for me is this guy's already twenty nine years old. Oh yeah, it's, but that's why it's a bridge. I'm not. I, no, I didn't
2: bring him here to like make him my number one receiver. Maybe even this year. If the there are a lot of Kendrick Bourne um, supporters out there, Brian Barrett may be the biggest at our station, mm-hmm. where he thinks just pure more touches, more volume to Kendrick Bourne, and you're going to see that guy blow up and break out. He's so, to Kendrick Bourne what I was to Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I yes, get it. And maybe that happens. And if that happens, and Bourne blows up, and Myers stays the same. He's your possession. 80 catches, 70, 850 80. yards. Sure. And Devontae Parker's your third. Healthy. Again, healthy. Has to be on the field. All this falls apart if he's hurt. But if he's healthy and on the field and he's your number three, you're a better passing attack today. Yeah, so, sure. Sure that's that's true yes come when I accurate. say something positive you just say sure no uh, Like you're dismissive with your sure no it's
0: because I'm trying to formulate Sure, the correct we'll go way with that Andy it. and
2: you just like wave your hand at me and disregard it
0: it's like a technique I use I want a technique I use I want to acknowledge your point because I want you to know that I heard you but at the same time I'm it? also no I'm also processing exactly how I want to retort oh so it's an
2: Ordway. way It's like when he used to repeat the question. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Hey, guys in
2: the back, can you find this for me?
0: Uh, (laughs) No, but so, yes, so you are, if that is the case, you are a better football team with Devontae Parker. Okay, can I pose a second
2: case? Yes. Yes, you can. Let's say he's healthy for 17 weeks. Let's say he clicks like you wouldn't believe with Mac Jones and says, wow. This might be the best quarterback I've played with, this Mac Jones fella. He's accurate. He gets me the ball where I need it. I can run after the catch a little bit. I can use my size. I don't have to fight for every ball. Let's say he becomes your number one receiver. Let's say he catches 80-plus balls for 1,300 yards. Kendrick Bourne is your number two. He has a better year than he did a year ago. And Jacoby Myers stays your possession guy with the 70 to 80 catches. Aren't you a better offense? I would say you are. I didn't get assured. Nope, you're right because I agree with you. I, okay, I, I under, so are there multiple scenarios where you can envision this working out in a positive way for the Patriots' passing attack?
0: No, I envision one way that it works out positively, and that you you mapped it out. It is the only positive way is that Jacoby Myers stays the same, Kendrick Bourne gets even marginally better, and Devontae Parker plays se- sixteen or er, seventeen games. It is a full seventeen game season. If he plays all seventeen games, he's probably pretty good. Okay. I, A, I don't think he's going to play all 17 games. B, there's also a scenario where he plays 17 games and he just ends up not being that good. Uh, or see what you Patriots fans and, my, and and what I'm looking for or waiting for is that he does play all 17 games. He's not very good because Mac Jones is not as good as all right, he, everybody thinks he Let's is. move along. No, I'm, I'm just, not saying, gonna take this I'm just saying that there's all these options. There's a lot of different ways this can go. There's a multitude of different realities and multiverses in which Devontae Parker is either exceptional or horrendous. Okay, so I let understand me go that. negative here. Let me go negative. Okay, let me yes. Feed, feed into my negativity. Let me hear well, it. I
2: think it's easy. The Miami Dolphins had Devontae Parker under contract for $5.5 million for the next two years. They once had a 1,200-yard catch season out of him, and all they've done over the last two years is invest heavily in the wide receiver position to move on from him. They selected Jalen Waddell in the top 10 a year ago. Fed him the football, and then they traded first round pick and handed out a hundred million dollars to Tyreek Hill. So they clearly, the people that supposedly know him the best, clearly had no interest in seeing if he could regain his best form.
0: I also, I also think it, you have to like. I there's a really good chance that they would have ended up just cutting Devontae Parker come summertime if their receiver core is healthy, right? So like you basically yeah. traded a third round pick for yeah, a guy that's going to get cut. Got, uh,
2: Cedric Wilson. Yeah, so exactly. that added nonstop. I, have, they I wanted have, to move on.
0: I would have far more liked this trade if you had just flipped that fifth you got for Shaq Mason into Devontae Parker or a sixth because then it's a nothing because if you if you lose out if he stinks or he's hurt then it doesn't matter because the pick is useless. But if you miss on a like if you lose out on a third round pick, which I understand the Patriots haven't done well in the third round, but in general is has some value because Devontae Parker is hurt or horrendous, I, I hate that and they were especially because they were probably going to end up cutting him anyways because they didn't need him on the roster
2: right like I think you overpaid well I, that that gets into you never really know what the the interest elsewhere is the market
0: sure if there was a market for him though like just because there's a market for him doesn't mean you need to then pay top
2: the top of that market right well th- because that just makes it a bad deal. But we've also talked about the need to add, potentially. I know you think they have a lot of receivers, too many receivers. No, but I, 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 didn't, I, think most I didn't say people... too many good receivers. I just said <laughs> they have too many cooks yeah. in the kitchen. To me, they have two and a half receivers, is what I would say. And
0: what is that, Bourne, Myers, and half an Aguilar?
2: Yeah, because Aguilar, I don't really want. I'm just stuck with him.
0: Yeah, but Matthew Slater's also on your roster, so he takes up a spot.
2: He doesn't care. I I understand.
0: I understand that, but Belichick views him as a a position on the depth chart, position receiver. That means he's not going to have six other guys at the position or five other guys at the
2: position. And I think Nikhil Harry is as cut today as he will be on August the something. I don't think Nikhil Harry's going to be on this football team. Okay. Come hell or Ooh, prediction. high Prediction, I'm saving
0: that. Prediction by Andy Art. Yeah. Nikhil Harry not on this football team. Got yeah,
2: it. I, I don't, I, it, would, it would borderline stun me if we get to whatever the hell opening weekend is, September, early September, first weekend, second weekend of September, and Nikhil Harry's on the roster, it will borderline stun me. Okay. Because I think you'd have two receivers on your roster you don't want. Yep, Nelson and Aguilar and Nikhil Harry.
0: I think they will both be on the roster on opening day.
2: Okay, you want to bet a lunch on it?
0: Yeah, It well, work, works for me.
2: Okay, that's an official off day bet. It's our first. We just bet a lunch. I say Nikhil Harry will not be on the Patriots roster in the regular. Can I move it to like week two? No, no, no. You said week one. That's the deal. Damn. Opening day. You have all summer,
0: you have all of preseason. Opening I know, but day, week one. Sometimes they do
2: that stupid thing where they keep a guy for one week because they, they're trying to like manipulate a trade and they don't want to just cut him. But okay, I'll stick with it. I said he won't be on the roster opening day. He will not be on the roster opening day. We're buying some, each other lunch with a $15 spending limit.
0: Perfect. Works for okay. me. Perfect.
2: Shake um, it. Okay, so moving on. Have we close the circle here on Devonte parker you don't like it i don't hate it i don't feel great about it i think there is upside the only reason i really do hate it is if you are somehow prescient and it causes them to pass on jameson williams at 21
0: yeah i just want you to be prepared just fully fully prepare yourself if williams is available at 21 and they pass on him just know that i was right okay
2: okay so what i'll need you to do <laughs> since you're in the I'll text uh, you the world of of producers the yes. hierarchy of producers yep i don't know who will be producing the draft show that i'll be doing with mutt on nope. the uh, 28th you may want to warn that person if that happens yeah we may need more than our 20 second delay because <laughs> i am going to drop some words that are inappropriate in we'll family your settings mic off. on the fun. radio everything
0: sorry chris it, sale dropped a, a an s bomb today on the air just casually so uh, s, I, will,
2: s will be tame compared to the words i'm going to be using <laughs> Okay. I'm telling you, if uh, they pass on Jamison Williams, I'm I'm going to tell Mutt you handle this for a little bit. I'm going I'm going to go collect myself, cooling off period. Walk the halls.
0: I will make sure Ben Charleston or Nick LePen who or Justin Turpin whoever's in charge is prepared for you.
2: Okay, because that will uh, that will <laughs> n- not not sit well with Andy, especially if I then have to watch him go to Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Then it really won't sit well. I have a
0: uh, a thing. I, I, do, I do. this thing with all my friends. Whenever something stupid happens to them, I send them. I just call them, and they won't answer because they know it's just me uh, making fun of them. And it's. A, I leave them a voicemail of me cackling every time it's happened.
2: Multiple times now, I will do that to you as well if that happens. I just I look want you to forward know that. to not hearing that because <laughs> it, it shouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> okay, so Devonte Parker is. Not officially a Patriot, but he is indeed a Patriot, which I'm going to throw a little news in here, nugget, nothing of any Ooh, value that okay. we really get much talking about. Um, but the NFL announced the off-season program dates Nice this uh, this past week. So we now know the Patriots, in whatever formation they have as a roster and a coaching staff, will begin work on April 18th at Gillette Stadium. Heck yeah. That's phase one, which is two weeks of meetings and lifting and rehab and really nothing of any, you know, football value, so to speak. Then they get into the second phase, three weeks of non-contact on the field. And then we get into the fun stuff. Phase three is the OTAs and mini camps. Uh, The Patriots OTA sessions for people that are interested. Now, to be clear, not open to the public. This isn't training camp. Also not all open to the media. We'll get a media access schedule later. But they will have mini camp uh, OTAs on May 23rd and 24th, May 26th. AKA my birthday, June nice. the 1st to the 3rd, June the 13th and the 14th, and June the 16th and the 17th, and their mandatory veteran minicamp, because as I said, all that other stuff is optional, voluntary, is June 7th to 9th. That'll be open to the media, June 7th to the 9th, that's the that's Ooh, Do you think real... we
0: get press passes to that for this world-renowned
2: podcast? Sure. I'm sure. I would oh, love yeah. to go down they... and record an episode from down there. Are you kidding me? They hand out uh, access passes for these mini camps like it's candy. Ooh. If you say you once talked about it on like a, a notes memo on your phone and sent it to a friend, they consider you media for these. So yeah, yeah. You... I'll
0: drive down right after the Greg Hill show. I'll be down there all afternoon. You kidding me?
2: Look forward to it then. But yes, that will be as we start to actually formulate a roster and then competitions and start watching guys, see where they are, rehab, see who's on schedule, who isn't on schedule, all those various types of things. Uh, now I want to get to. This isn't really news, I guess, but um, Dante Scarnecchia has become a regular guest, actually, on the Ken and Curtis show on Saturdays, Saturday mornings, WEI. Yeah, 91. they've loved yeah. having him. Yeah, and he is, he's the best. It's the only word I'll use, goat, best, whatever you want Scar to is use. awesome. He is. And so they obviously talked to him about the coaching staff, Josh McDaniel's departure, Patricia and Judge taking offensive roles. <laughs> I love saying that because um. You can you can use whichever meaning of the word offensive that you'd like Could be on the offensive side of the ball or it could offend me as a football fan and analyst. Uh, But his see, he he talked about the fact that, you know, they don't have titles and he went down the road of, well, you know, lots of guys haven't had titles. Josh didn't have a title. Billy O didn't have a title. A little different back then when the quarterback's coach doesn't have the coordinator title. Than it is for the special teams coach to become an offensive coach and not have a title, right? Can we agree on that? One hundred percent. Not the same pipeline. Where okay, we're going to keep this guy from criticism for a year on the offensive or defensive play calling side. He's not the coordinator; he's just a position coach. That's different than what we're seeing now. Um, He went heavy into Josh is going to really be missed on game days. Josh is really going to be missed. You know those those shots we get on our broadcasts of sitting next to Mac Jones. Yes. Fluffing him up, you know, relaxing him, going over notes and the the uh, the tablets, all of those various things. That role, and it will be interesting to see who is in that role, who is hip to hip with Mac Jones. Now, it may not even be a coach. That may be where we get into this weird Brian Brian Hoyer Hoyer duty. Um, But I, I, I agree with Scar. Like, I think they can do a good job with Bill leading everything Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday throughout the week, the game planning, the preparation all of that that's where i agree with bill that these are good coaches and the good coaches will figure it out they'll have a practice plan they'll know exactly what drills and reps they want to run how they want to segment it the looks they want all of that with bill again leading the charge but when it's hitting the fan on sunday at you know 147 and the offense is scuffling and the defense just had you know a three and out where they blitzed mac twice got a sack he took two big hits who is who's bringing that all together on the sideline? Is it Bill? Because in past years, Bill's been doing that with the defense. He's been overseeing Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick. And so Scar is hundred percent right. On game days, the twenty years of experience that Josh McDaniels has working with quarterbacks, developing quarterbacks, and adjusting on the fly, I think that's going to be hugely missed.
0: Yeah, I, I can't agree more. I, I think that's. I think I that's didn't even get a what, sure. No, sure. you don't need one because I am very <laughs> focused on this this particular uh, subject because I agree. I, I think that's one of been my biggest concerns is that not even necessarily game planning because we've talked about it. Belichick is involved in the game planning, yada, yada, yada. We get that, but when it comes to in-game scenarios, when Belichick is being the head coach and focusing on clock management and challenging and all all the entire scope of the game, who is going to be there next to Mac Jones? That's where Josh McDaniel is going to be hurt the most, uh, and understanding the rhythm of play calling. Those two things in particular, yep. I think, are the two things that I worry about without a legitimate offensive coordinator.
2: And I wanted to – so in the answer when he talked about, you know, guys not having titles, blah, 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 the way he finished it up actually made me laugh. And I haven't listened to it. I've only read the uh, transcription of it. But, you know, he said, uh, they're good coaches. They'll work at it. And we have to hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sounds like every Patriot fan.
2: It it really does. Like It's like that new age – In Bill, we trust has a question mark. Yep. (laughs) Like in Bill, we still trust. We have to. We have to hope because nobody. I was again. I was watching first take this morning, or Get Up, or one of those shows, and I think it was Dominic Foxworth and Graziana. They were literally like giggling through a segment, laughing through a segment, talking about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge on the offensive staff, giggling, like (laughs) just like it's a laughable. It's awful. And this is a Bill Belichick plan that's being giggled at at 9 a.m. on ESPN, the worldwide leader on national TV. And I know fans like the the fitzies of the world, oh, I'm on the wall defending everything. Well, oh, it's ESPN. You think they're credible? No, no, no. I actually think that's a normal reaction for pretty much anyone. Yep. You made a special teams coach and, an, and a defensive coordinator your offensive staff. That's worth mocking. That's yes. worth laughing. As, it
0: may work. 100%.
2: It may work. I'm not going to say there's no way in hell it works, but the proper reaction is to laugh. Yes, of course it is because you're. Uh,
0: it's like I don't understand why people are just like or anything Belichick does is absolutely correct. You can laugh at things when they're stupid, or at least appear stupid. Right. They may not end up being stupid. They may end up being stupid. You never know, but they look stupid from the onset, so you can laugh at it. It's fine. They look
2: stupid to even, you know, former players. Yeah, football people in the football world. You know, what was the the word that Phil Perry kept using? Flabbergasted is yes. how some people around the league are seeing it. Yep. Like, that's a normal reaction. Again, you're right. It may work. He may be a genius. Genius walks alone. He's playing chess and everybody else is playing Wordle. That yep. whole thing. <laughs> but in reality, it looks pretty funny from afar. Very and, and funny. It's just fair. Um, I did want one more Scar quote that he gave the boys on Saturday. Um, one thing they do have, I think they have a really, really good young quarterback. This guy... I think the world of him, and think he's going to be a good player. So he doesn't have any uh, fears that you have that Mac isn't good.
0: Nope, none. But Scar was a master of offensive line. Uh, I will leave his quarterback opinions to himself. He's a
2: football man.
0: True. I will he's, not he let is, you say He was say a savant, a savant at finding offensive linemen. Don't you get me wrong. He is. He is the best to ever do it at finding good offensive linemen at any round in the draft and
2: making them amazing. I'm going to say something right here if they if he were willing right now and it was an either or either Dante Scarnecchia can be the offensive assistant running the offense or Matt Patricia oh it's Scar okay thank you 100% it's Scar 100% of the time i'd be yep. trying to lure him out of retirement you know
0: because you want to know something guys with a sense for offense tend to be pretty good when they move up in the ranks like it it's right. okay, like that's allowed to happen because you know what they've been studying
2: offense their whole effing lives Well, to be fair, Matt Patricia's been studying offense, too, just from, you know... A different perspective. perspective. Yeah, a different lens. I get that, but not quite the same. Okay, so uh, we we have to wrap this up, and we did... I should probably mention, if you're saying, like, wait, it's early in the week, why are we doing the Patriots podcast when you told me you're going to do prospect podcasts early in the week and Patriots podcasts later in the week. Yeah, it's my
0: fault. I texted Andy on uh, Saturday, I believe it was, when this news dropped, and I said, Andy... We need to switch because right. I really need to get this Devonte Parker stuff off my chest. I knew I wouldn't be able to get it out in full on the Greg Hill Morning Show, <laughs> and I wanted to talk to Andy, who I who I see as a very reasonable, and uh, my my word of, words of wisdom I get from Andy. So, uh, so I needed to make sure I ran it through through your filter before uh, before I continued with my ridiculous uh, opinions. And
2: I think it was warranted. Yeah, you know, I think you know. There's Devante reason to Parker. doubt it. it. There's reason to doubt it, but I'm just saying it's also. Devonte Parker trade enough reason to do a podcast a little earlier in the week to react to the news. Definitely, um, as I said, somewhere between it is a the, move. So it's a move, and it's a guy who's had success in the NFL. Although once you know, he's never been a Pro Bowler or anything of that level. Wow, he's been a good receiver, been a good receiver. He paid a third so, round pick for it. Had to. Uh, he also got a fifth, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. I'm just. I, I'm just. You know me. I'm just. I'm just poking. I know, and me. I appreciate it, and I love it. So. Um, <laughs> Let's get back to uh, getting to know Chris Scheim, as we always do to end every Patriots News and Notes podcast that we come through. Uh, Favorite athlete of all time? Ooh, of all time? And that means now or little Chris Scheim or anywhere in between? It has to be Ken Griffey Jr. It has to be. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I mean, the guy was just, he was fun to watch like it was i don't think there's a, an athlete with a better approval rating i was talking to this uh with this uh about this jesus if i could figure Spit out my it words out. If I, I was talking about this with nick lapen uh actually on saturday prior to the producer show because i had saw something for bo jackson and his approval rating is very oh. much through the roof to a lot of people yep. uh and i was we were trying to think of who is more just widely beloved, and Ken Griffey is the answer. I loved Ken Griffey, whether it was Ken Griffey baseball, the video game, him as an actual athlete, the picture of him with the no sleeves is such a badass picture, and his backwards hat hitting home runs in the Derby. The guy had the purest swing in baseball history. And as a kid, uh, I was actually a huge, huge baseball fan. I was growing up, I would. Loved baseball more than any other sport. I kind of grew into loving football uh, as the years went on. Uh, And so for me, Ken Griffey Jr., my favorite athlete of all time.
2: I think it's interesting. First of all, on a couple levels, you're right in his approval rating. I would argue the only thing that ever got criticized was indeed the backwards hat you talked about. Oh, I loved that. And some of that may have been both generational and, if we're being honest, borderline racism. Yep, 100% Um, agree. So there's probably some issues there. But other than that, I, I don't know... A criticism of him or his style or his perform- anything. Yeah, I mean, certainly was seen as one of the clean ones. I still in a not remember the so clean that he, time. He
0: had like his own wiffle ball bat that he sold. Oh, really? In stores, yeah. It was like this long black bat, and uh Excuse but it was such it was such a good wiffle ball bat that you weren't like only the little kids were allowed to use it because oh. it just smacked that thing.
2: Nice. Yeah. Uh, I believe I had. He dabbled in the because everybody knows my favorite athlete of all time, Bo Jackson. You mentioned him. Blah blah blah. Yep. He's the reason I love sports. He was a superhero, the whole thing. Uh, very much looking forward to Jeff Perlman's uh, book that's coming out. And they're doing a,
0: a documentary on him, right?
2: Uh, Is
0: there? I'm pretty sure it might even be like an ESPN 30 for 30 thing. I don't know where I saw it, but there is a Bo Jackson documentary of sorts out or coming out. Well, all I things
2: Bo, I'll watch, read, care about. I'm really, I think Perlman's a good author. I think he does some really good things. I'm really intrigued by where his you know history of Bo Jackson legend goes um but i also remember i had the Ken Griffey Jr. i believe his logo and name was Swingman yes. and he had the they were like um almost like Bo Jackson type cross trainers with little velcro straps on the side they had this number 24 on them i had those i really enjoyed those
0: yeah I, I, griffey was awesome bo is tremendous i i was i'm too young to have appreciated bo for what he was but being able to look back on it he was just
2: Unbelievable athlete. So you're one of those people that wouldn't have had the answer correct on Jeopardy last week when.
0: Uh, oh no, the- I knew exact. I know who Bo Jackson is. <laughs> Come on now, he. I may not have lived through him, but I know who he is. That's like asking me if I know who Johnny Unitas is. Yes, I know who he is, but I wasn't alive for him while he played.
2: See, I would argue, though. I mean, and if you saw the clue, it made its way onto Sports Center for like yes. they mocked it. He uh, tweeted think, about it. Yeah, he tweeted about it. It was it blew up on social media like some of these Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy things have in recent uh, in recent times. But I would argue Bo is even higher than like a Johnny Unitas or even a a Babe Ruth or like. See, I like, think the I, variety I think he of should clues. be,
0: and I think in the but the view of like the general public, I don't think
2: he is. That's why I say on Mutt's show all the time, people are stupid. Fans I agree with you. Stupid. Because Bo should be a god and a legend in the minds of everyone. I would urge you just go watch some of the highlights or the accomplishments or the the things he did. And that'll give you a taste. It won't give you the whole thing. Because I do think I, I just to wrap this up real quick, I do think it's interesting that your favorite athlete of all time is a baseball player. Yeah, shocker, I don't right? Think anybody would align you now with Baseball first or in baseball any way. super nope. fan I, or anything like I that. I couldn't
0: agree with you more. In and no way, problematic for the sport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that, it shows you exactly what happened. Football, as I was growing older, football was just getting bigger and bigger and more fun and entertaining, and baseball was going in the opposite direction, and that's and just kind of where I'm at.
2: A different topic for a different day. I mean, I guess I'm trying to think of the closest thing to Griffey. Bryce Harper had a unique sort, but he's kind of a dink. Yeah, he's he's a a douche. douche. He's disliked. Yep, agreed. But at least he had some charisma or marketability. There will,
0: I don't, I don't know if there will ever be a guy like Griffey with the swag. And the charisma yep. and the ability on top of that just. He was a trendsetter is what he and was. he made everything look easy. Yeah. Like it was so. That swing was just so smooth. smooth. Oh, man. I, love I used that. to use
2: that in wiffle ball. I'll be honest. Not oh, as bad, every- but his swing.
0: Everybody did that. I, I used that and I would right use side. the Gary Sheffield swing just because it was. Oh, yeah.
2: Making. Yep. All right. That was another mini edition of getting to know Chris Schein buried within the off day podcast where we reacted to the Patriots reported trade for Dolphins receiver Devontae Parker, the former first round pick, arrives, I guess, with the potential to be anything from a number one receiver in New England to injured and a non contributor. Um, Chris shine tends to be a little more negative on the trade. I'm Always. a little bit more optimistic, even though I don't think you added your true number one long term option or, uh, by any means, but at least you added a decent football player with upside. We will be back later in the week to talk more about the wide receiver position, but this time from a prospect perspective. We all know my lust for Jameson Williams, but we also teased it last week. Both Chris Scheim and I have a uh, later prospect who we've both fallen in love with and think could be a perfect patriot. We will reveal that name when we do this prospect podcast, and we'll see if that name is the same for both of us or if there oh. are two perfect Patriots later options on the draft board
0: I'm excited I can't wait till Wednesday
2: I am too because I think the wide receiver position is really fun and it could really be one of the centerpieces I know we always talk quarterbacks but the wide receiver position could be one of the centerpieces of this draft when the guys go off the board how high how many go in the first round so we'll get to all that on Wednesday for now this has been a news and notes Patriots slanted edition of the off day podcast hope everybody has a good week and talk to you soon see ya You've been listening to the Off-Day Podcast with Andy Hart and Chris Scheim on wEei.com and the Odyssey app.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better